It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Miami Dolphins practice for Tuesday, August 1st, 2023 is in the books. And we have you covered here on Locked On Dolphins for all of our observations from today's practice. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Tuesday, August 1st, 2023. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino. And I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Today, however, there is no YouTube. I am in the back of my rental car about to go home to the good old state of Delaware, vanilla ice cream of the 50 states, Delaware. But I have spent the last five days in South Florida, Miami Lakes and Miami Gardens, attending Miami Dolphins practices. I want to give a a very, very gracious thank you to the Miami Dolphins, the communications department, Ann Nolan, uh, Vera, Brett, uh, the entire crew there for your hospitality. Thank you so much. This is, as always, such a valuable time period for me. And, uh, Just like my first practice, the last practice finished inside uh, with the Dolphins' indoor facility thanks to inclement weather. So uh, the opportunity to see that practice in its entirety uh, was aided in part by uh, the communication staff and their hospitality. So I am, as always, very gracious for that. But we did get a chance to see a full practice here today in Miami Gardens, and there's Plenty of reactions to be had. We have offensive standouts. We have defensive standouts. We have uh, press availabilities. It was a who's who of press availabilities between Teron Armstead and Emmanuel Agba and Jalen Phillips spoke again. And Tua Tungvaloa spoke to the medium. And Deshaun Elliott was there. So uh, a lot of heavy-hitting personalities in the media scrum after practice. Uh, But this, of course, is a practice recap. We have to talk about the things that took place on the field. Uh, so Javon Holland gets the first shout-out. He wore the orange jersey today. And um, I think it was a cumulative effect. Javon, and he'd been asked to line up in a number of different spots throughout the course of the week that I was down here. And he made plays just about everywhere you asked him to align, be that in main coverage, in zone coverage, deep, closer to the box. And he himself talked about, you know, when I was – 
younger and, and at Oregon, uh, I played pretty close to the box, close to the line of scrimmage. That was something that he had shared with Brian Baldinger on NFL Plus uh, with a film room that he did with Baldy. So I thought that was a very insightful uh, Javon Holland uh, interview that I wasn't a part of but consumed while I was down here. And that stood out to me because, of course, with Jalen Ramsey's departure, you you wonder how you're going to divide those reps. And there's been some context clues here uh, that, that Javon might travel quite a bit. And he made plays everywhere, and I think the accumulation of that is fittingly he got the orange jersey for today's practice. Now, uh, as far as the actual practice, as it got going, we started with a lot of individual sessions, uh, individual position group sessions, some special team stuff. The first, like, real live action that we got was O-line, D-line, one-on-ones. And I have a couple of winners and they might not be the winners that you would expect them to be. I thought Liam Eichenberg had himself a very nice session today in pass rush one-on-ones, including one very nice rep in which he clamped and escorted Christian Wilkins around the corner. You could start stacking wins. I think that would be a a monumental development for the Miami Dolphins, not to say that that's a shoe-in, but... Uh, I thought Liam Eikenberg had a nice pass rush session. I thought Isaiah Wynn had a nice pass rush session. And once again, Kendall Lamb's just kind of lingering out here. Nobody's talking about Kendall Lamb other than as a swing tackle option, rightfully so. But he's looked really good. He has has looked really good. Um, I think the offense in its totality, and I know I'm not alone in thinking this for those that were here, Probably had its its most efficient day of practice in its entirety. Uh, once they went indoors, they did some uh, game simulation sessions where there's first and ten, and we have a running clock, and you run personnel groups in and out, and uh, some really nice chunk plays in the passing game early in that session. Uh, they had a third and short that they converted with some quick game. Uh, They did a lot of third and long situations out on the practice field before they went inside as well and worked a couple of different concepts that I am not at liberty to disclose too much about. But what I would say is there were some ways in which they were working opportunities to get an athlete in space with the football uh, in a third and long situation that I thought design-wise looked pretty effective and could very easily see them popping for you for a big hitter in a game. Uh, other offensive standout performers, for me, I, I thought uh, the star receivers for Miami had themselves a nice practice. Uh, Chris Brooks, running back, BYU, big heavy hitter back. Uh, he had a really nice run going in in the red zone in the final team session, and then when they turn around, they put you on the five-yard line, and they had a heck of a hole uh, to hit, but he hit it full steam. Had a really nice second-level cut, cut back into the middle of the field on the third level, and he ran for what would have probably been a 95-yard touchdown. The offense explodes. You see guys running downfield. Tua was really fired up, running downfield, celebrating this Chris Brooks 95-yard touchdown run to close practice. So uh, that was kind of the big moment. I thought there was some good push in the run game. I would say that. What is interesting, and, and... We'll save it for the Teron Armstead media availability recap in segment three, but Teron Armstead said something that kind of raised my eyebrows about the points of emphasis with this coaching staff. 
that um, or, or in particular Butch Berry is the offensive line coach and the biggest discrepancy from last year to this year. So that's a little tease for what we have coming next here on the show. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. So whether you are prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we are going to provide you the winners that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. If you're looking to park an elite running back in your fantasy football garage after the top half dozen options at the position have been taken off, you could still find yourself a sleek ride in Tony Pollard, now the unquestioned feature back in Dallas's offense after his breakout 2022 campaign. Without Ezekiel Elliott, Pollard's speed and acceleration will allow him to dominate key touches in a strong rushing attack. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit. Same for your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternator shock struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they will make sure that it's the right fit for your car. Two, because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what parts you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, and crank the AC. Say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up, because now you know you'll be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. So defensively in this practice, um, I think there were a couple of new names that flashed to me a little bit, including one player who us as the collective Dolphins fan base has just been desperate to hear some, some good feedback on, if we're being honest, and that's Channing Tindall. I thought Channing Tindall probably had his most active and impressive practice of of the training camp here today on Tuesday, August 1st. You saw the speed to scrape and flow to the football. On one play on the edge, he cut off the runner and forced him to cut back into the teeth of the defense. On another play, you saw him scrape. This one was indoors. You saw him fly over the top on a toss and meet the running back near the line of scrimmage right along the sideline and bump him out of bounds. So that speed for Channing Tindall, I thought, really popped in a nice way uh, throughout the course of the day today. And then he had another play where the Dolphins ran a a, uh, designed throw underneath, and there looked like there was a lot of space. And Channing addressed the blocker and uh, forced him, kind of shelled him back into the line of scrimmage and prompted that play to go for very little to no gain, where if he had lost the block and lost in space, he would have conceded a lot of space, and that play could have sprung for a big gainer. Now, I do think Elijah Campbell showcased himself as a safety once again. This is a pro-Elijah Campbell propaganda podcast. If you're not used to it by now, just get used to the name. I'm going to keep pounding the table. Uh, Another name who was buzzy yesterday, uh, it was Camp Smith, and he was buzzy again today. He had uh, two near interceptions once again. 
Uh, I've seen you guys ask the question, is this a Sean Smith can't catch? Uh, is, this a, is this a problem? No, these are closely contested at the catch point where he is meeting the ball at the receiver at the same time. Now, he had one on, what was it, Sunday, where it kind of ate him up because it came in a little higher than he expected, and he reacted to it late, and it hit him. It would have hit him in the head if he didn't get his hands up. But other than that, he is clicking and closing and triggering, and he is trying to cut off the receiver and beat the receiver to the spot, and he's very close. He is very close. So I expect that you're going to have that breakthrough play for Cam Smith don't be surprised if you see tweets in the next couple of days. Cam Smith with an interception in 11-on-11 because he is knocking on the door, and he looks really good. So that's my two cents on Cam Smith as a player. Uh, so I'm not concerned about the lack of converting these opportunities. It's more impressive that he's getting in position to have the opportunities. It was really cool to see Jalen Ramsey out on the field today. He had been in attendance but was kind of sitting up in the, uh, the training facility But today, he came down onto the field and was rubbing elbows with the guys, giving him feedback during plays, talking to Chris Greer, and um, the fans gave him a nice ovation when when he kind of first walked out onto the field. So that was a really cool moment for Jalen. Obviously, he's working on his rehab, uh, coming back from the meniscus surgery that he had uh, just a few days ago, and I think we're, what, four days out at this point, and obviously hopeful that we'll get to see him sooner rather than later, but uh, time is going to TBD on that front as far as Jalen Ramsey. I will say this, too, uh, as far as practice and performers, and there's a buzzy name in Noah Igbenogany, who is a former first-round pick. The team signs Eli Apple. It's kind of intriguing what's going to go down there. I would say this. Um, I thought he had a nice practice, and he has not been as active in getting his hands on balls, but he has done a pretty darn good job of staying attached to the body of receivers. He ran one against Braylon Sanders that he effectively ran the comeback route for Braylon Sanders, and it was the last one-on-one in wide receiver DB one-on-ones, and he was much more so than what he has been in the past, showcasing trust in the uh, turning of his back to the quarterback and getting to the top of the route and making an adjustment and getting his hips down and sitting down as the receiver tries to break down and then he gets his hand on the hip of Braylon Sanders and actually peels back down towards the line of scrimmage and works around the outside of his frame closer to the sideline and puts his hand into the chest of Braylon Sanders and bats down the ball. It was a really nice technical play for Noah. Am I going to sit here and tell you guys that Noah Benogany is going to work out after three years of development? No, I'm not going to say that just yet. But he's had a nice stretch of steady practice performances, and I actually think he flashed the most as far as being active and productive around the ball today. So if you want to take that as a sign, a good sign, you could take that as a good sign. I was encouraged by it. I, I thought uh, a couple of his wide receiver DB one-on-ones. Now, he did get ran by one time on a go ball. I think it was against Robbie Chosen uh, for a touchdown that was laid out there by Tua, and I thought Tua was sharp in the, the wide receiver DB one-on-ones as well, put a lot of balls right where they needed to be. But um, Noah was somebody who I thought – Uh, stood out to me in a good way as well, which 
of course, is a storyline that we, we've kind of stopped with the expectations. And no, when he spoke to the media earlier this week, it's very transparent. It's like, well, I'm, I'm just competing against myself to be as good of a football player as I possibly can be. And I think that perspective and Mike McDaniel's presence and his demeanor are probably something that's a positive contributor to the trending of Noe Benogany towards potentially a promising quality contributor to this roster. And with the injury to Jalen Ramsey, wouldn't be surprised if Noah not only sticks, but if Noah gets some playing time, especially if he keeps up the positive trends that we've seen from him over the course of the past week. And it's obviously still very early, but you as a corner are not going to get a lot of more imposing tests than what you would get from J- Jalen Wall and Tyreek Hill. So we'll see where that develops for Noah Benogany, but I thought he had himself a nice practice today. Then we have the media availabilities. And as we kind of teased at the top, you have Tron Armstead, you have Emmanuel Agba, you have Jalen Phillips, you have Deshaun Allen, you have Tua Tungavaloa. It's like heavy, heavy hitters. I'll start with Jalen Phillips because Jalen Phillips wants to uh, deliver a really important message for Dolphins fans, and that is what we're going to close with here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. This is David Harrison of the Locked on Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So Jalen Phillips would like you to know that enrollment for the 14th annual Dolphins Cancer Challenge is now officially open. And that's a big deal because um, this is kind of the Dolphins centerpiece fundraiser activity, giving back to the community. It's for cancer research for, for Sylvester. They're raising millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. And Jalen wanted to take a moment to kind of come out into the media scrum and let us know to help share the word. Uh, So this is me doing that for Jalen and for obviously the entire Dolphins team uh, and for everybody who needs our help uh, with cancer research. And if you're not familiar and you're in the area or you're available, you do bike rides, you can do run. Uh, Jalen said that they have a 54-mile bike ride and a 99-mile bike ride this upcoming year, which is cool because that's a nod to Zach Thomas and Jason Taylor. So uh, if... That's something that you're interested in. You can now enroll and start to raise funds for a great, 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 great cause. Uh, but that wasn't the only guy that we heard from, and we did hear some football stuff. And Jalen kind of joked. He's like, anybody have any football questions now, too? I uh, just want to make sure you guys knew that. But if, if you guys have football questions, I'll take them, too. Uh, but we heard from Teron Armstead. And Teron uh, kind of talked about how his uh, schedule right now is a little methodical getting him back into the swing of things. Uh, he said it called it called a slow uh, progression. Uh, he was asked if uh, <laughs> if training camp, uh, joint practices, or preseason games were more helpful for him, and he immediately laughed and said, oh, it's, it's joint practice. I'm playing a preseason game in a minute. So uh, that was one of the, the highlights for Tehran. He obviously had his knee scoped. He said he wasn't he was hoping to not have to have anything scoped, but he did choose to have the knee scope for the benefits for both this season and long term. 
for him. He avoided surgery on the foot injury that he suffered at the beginning of the year last year. So that was good. We heard from Emmanuel Agba, who talked a little bit about the flow of the linebackers and the speed back there and how they really like that. Uh, they, they like the fact that there is this level of intensity with how quickly these linebackers can shoot into gaps and not only shoot into gaps but flow over top of them and in their pursuit to the football, which I thought was a, a good football answer from Emmanuel. And then we heard from Tua Tungvaloa. And obviously uh, Tua is under this extreme microscope, um, but the first thing that I wanted to do when, when sitting down and – sitting in a press conference with Tua was get to see him up close in person. And uh, he comes in, and Jalen Phillips is just finishing talking, so you get a chance to get a look at him. He sits down, he's waiting for his turn to talk. And what I would say is he is every bit of the 227 pounds that he is listed on the team roster at, and I mean that in a good way. Like, we've kind of heard this discussion around the size and stature of Tua and the parallel to Russell Wilson but I've seen Russ a bunch, and this is probably the first time that I personally have been up close and in person around Tua and have felt like his build actually mirrors that of Russell Wilson. So I think that's a good thing. Um, the other thing that stood out to me wasn't necessarily anything that he said, and he said some really good stuff. He talked about you know, pre-snap communication from the defense and that being something along with uh, the presentation for what they're showing defensively and that being a challenge that they're working through. Um he talked a little bit about uh, his decision to wear the new helmet. He said it's graded 1% higher against head injuries than the helmet that he wore last year, so he's going to play with the percentages, and he is indeed going to wear the the upgraded helmet. But it was just the, the overall demeanor and the comfort that he had, and he didn't necessarily hide that like he was glad to be done with media. Uh, he gave a little fist pump, said check, uh, press conference done when he finished up. But you think about some of the previous iterations of Tua that we have seen, and, and, and I definitely feel what everybody's talking about with the comfort and the confidence and kind of a little bit more outspoken and more comfortable in his own skin. And I know that's not something that's going to show up on your Madden rating when you're um, degrading players and your arm strength and all that kind of stuff, and that's fine. And if, if you're a, a binary person and... Uh, you see the world through that light. Anything that I'm saying right now probably isn't going to resonate with you, and that's okay. Like, you can think whatever you want. And if you like them beforehand, you're probably still going to like them. And if you don't like them, then you're probably still not going to like it. But what I would say is, uh, for all of the teammates talking about Tua, making a step forward in that regard, I feel that. And I'm sitting here in the parking lot getting ready to leave, to go home for now. And the last experience that I had at the training facility was Tua Tungvaloa's press conference. And I was not expecting to walk out of here feeling any tangible different way about Tua. And I don't think physically he looks notably different from, like, how he throws the football. I think there's some tweaks in the style of play and his management to ensure that he's available for 17 games. But I would say this. He, he did everything physically within his power to put his body in a position to have the body armor that it needs to play 17 games. And I wasn't expecting to feel any tangibly different there. I was kind of of the school of thought, like, okay, like, go out and do it, and then we'll, we'll applaud it when it happens. But seeing him and, and seeing his demeanor, and I, I definitely think this is a, a more mature quarterback 
And I think this is a quarterback who is trying to win the margins. And football, especially this level, is a game that's won in the margins. Every little thing might be the difference. He said, I'm, I'm going to play the 1% difference on the grade of my helmet. He stacked on a bunch of weight this offseason. And look, like I got a degree in exercise science. And you guys didn't come here to listen to me talk exercise science. But like insecure Bills fans are going to take a picture from two at a wedding this offseason and say, oh, two got too big. Yeah, you don't stack lean muscle mass in one offseason without adding extra weight that you then strip back down and train into. And he looks at the trimmed down weight at 227 pounds. Now, there's still things that are going to be outside of your control, and you still have to go out and do it. But what I would say is I applaud Tua for doing the things that he could control to put himself in a position to take another step. And I feel optimistic, and I'm surprised that I feel that way because I didn't think that I would. And this is obviously small sample size. And again, if you guys don't like Tua, you're going to listen to this, you're going to roll your eyes and say, okay, Kyle. But if you like Tua, you'll hear this and you'll get excited. And maybe that's the fan in me too. I don't know. But I try to be as process-oriented and objective as I can. And I am surprised with the level of enthusiasm that I have with an up-close, in-person exchange and experience with Tua that he's done what he needs to do to put himself in a position to take another step. And now it's just a matter of executing it for it to happen and manifest itself. I hope you're excited too. And if you are... Hit subscribe and follow along here on Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. I'll be back again tomorrow. So fins up. I hope to see you then. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.